Welcome to Sonoma Parenting 101. I am Barbara Pappas, your host for today. I would like to talk about the bridge that needs to be built between home and school. If a child has a solid, sturdy bridge, they can travel back and forth between home and school. They have ideal conditions. Such a bridge, of course, has to be built from both ends and it takes time. And there are certain conditions that are very favorable to build a bridge and then there are obstacles and hurdles that might need to be overcome to build such a bridge. But whatever the condition of the bridge is, shows in the child, in their happiness, in their relaxation, in their general behavior. Over the years, I've noticed one very difficult aspect to build such a bridge, and that is for parents, grandparents, families to truly understand the difference between home and school. To really understand that there is not just their one child at school, but there are 24 children at the same time at school. A very easy way to understand that or to picture it is by going through the day and saying, okay, my child is getting dressed. 24 children are getting dressed. My child is sitting down to eat. Oh, 24 children are sitting down to eat. I'm reading a story to my child. Oh, there are 24 children listening to me reading a story or singing a song. Of course, it is very different and it should be very different when we have one child, even when you have three or five children at home, versus a large group on a daily basis. The setup is different, the rules are different, policies are different, and probably expectations are different. With that comes responsibility is different, and accountability is also different. Now, all that is true for just a healthy, regular kind of year in the state of California or in the city of Sonoma. But then when we have all that within a pandemic, that just adds a big, big layer of safety and security, just keeping everybody healthy and safe. Usually we just worry about ice packs and bandages. And now we have a situation where we know there is a virus invisible around us, most likely much of the time, but we can never see it. And we take all these precautions, 
masks, cleaning, hand washing, all sorts of separations to hopefully keep everybody healthy and safe. So home has to be home. You have to have a home life with your rules, your traditions, your your fun times, the way you like to have meals, the way you like to have downtime and entertainment and all that. And school has to be very different, of course, if we realize, oh, it's not just my child, one child, there are 23 more. Of course, just to manage it has to be very different. Yet, we see it in parents, uh, it comes in cycles right now, it's more of a strong cycle, where there seems to be just a lack or not a willingness to be aware of the simple fact that when we put a policy in place, it is for a really good reason. And it is for a reason to benefit the children always. It's not about a teacher's preference. And to make a real conscious effort to not oppose that policy by a couple of days later doing exactly the opposite thing than, you know, it was communicated by email or newsletters or whatever it might be. What the children learn is that they have different relationships in different environments. Of course, they relate different differently to us as parents at home than they relate at school. They have friends, they have preferences, they like to sit during circular group time, story time, lunch time with specific friends. They relate to every teacher differently and they are really learning great coping skills and adapting to different situations. If we as parents are aware of that, we value the difference, we accept that there are different rules on the swing at school than on our swing at home, then we add a building block to that bridge for the child to travel back and forth on. If we say, yes, at home you can stand, you can twist, you can swing sideways, you can do all sorts of flips and tricks, but just at home. At school, there are different rules. Then we make it much easier for the child to go out into the world and simply accept that different situation, different environments require different rules. And with different rules comes different behavior. And if we model that for the children that that is a quality to have, 
that that makes us successful in life to go out there and know this is how I behave in a restaurant, this is how I behave in a store, at friends, at a park. Then the child is learning great social skills. And of course, that is what we want for our children. So I invite every parent to just quietly sit down and go through the day and say, whatever I do for one child, I'm actually going to do for 24, even if I just imagine it for five seconds. But that will be helpful to model and communicate to the whole family and, of course, to your child at home that they just need to be aware. Am I at home? Am I at school? I accept the rules. I accept the expectations. And with that, they find their place in society. They find their place within a group. All of us, we need to find our place. Once we have our place and we fit in, then we can really enjoy whatever the situation is, whatever the environment and the circumstances are, because we know our place. If we model to our children that we more or less live on a battlefield and we fight finding our place because we just always want a little bit of a different place, then that is very difficult for the child to live with. Everybody wants to find their place. Everybody wants to fit in to a certain degree and then make friends, do a lot of role play, uh, have experiences. So building a bridge from home to school for the child to travel back and forth every day of the week has a great part in being successful for the child. And we parents and educators do that by accepting each other, by acknowledging each other, by communicating and bringing awareness to our child that this is just what it is. Home is home and school is school. Rather frequently, we have situations where there is a conflict between two children or with two children making trouble at school. And usually we address that with the families. And the way that is received can be very different. When a parent immediately responds with interest, with open-mindedness, with a willingness 
to assist and help the school and the child, then that conflict is resolved rather quickly and we see immediately in the following days that the child has found their place again and they are just very successful. They move on throughout the day and they know how and where they belong in that group and in relation to the teachers. If, on the other hand, a parent models resistance, hesitation, procrastination, or even resistance, unwillingness, more uses situations like that to um, disagree and voice that disagreement, to question, and then it turns into a power place or a power play. That is very difficult for the child because the child just wants to be at home and at school at peace. They really have very little interest in any kind of power play. So this podcast is about building a bridge between home and school and realizing the fact that the child living as an only child or with one or two siblings in a family setting is quite different from that same child living in a group of 24 children. I hope this helps you understand what a child goes through in a day and how important it is for children to have our support, have our attention, for us to be advocate for children and to really work together as parents and as educators to make the best possible day for the child. Thanks for listening and take good care.